Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, our fighting force is number 100. Cover date, May 1966. Cover price, 12 cents. Cover artist, Irv Novick. Edited by Robert Kaniger. Featuring, Death Also Stalks the Hunter. Written by Robert Kaniger. Art by Jack Abel. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go. Searching for his missing brother Nick in the jungles of Vietnam, Captain Hunter sees a group of enemy soldiers firing on a helicopter evacuating American soldiers. Hunter opens fire on the Viet Cong to draw fire away from the wounded. He then successfully escapes and meets up with his guide, Lu Lin. Confused? Don't worry, I'll be right back with Dr. Husband and a special guest to explain everything. I'm a big game hunter, got a big game hunter's gun. I'm a big game hunter, got a big game hunter's gun. When I hit the jungles, all the animals better run. I'm quick on the trigger and I've got a deadly aim. I'm quick on the trigger and I've got a deadly aim. Don't need nobody to help me find my game. Well, I can shoot from the hip, can shoot from the knee, shoot from the ground and shoot from the tree. I'm a big game hunter, got a big game hunter's gun. Well, when I hit the jungles, all your animals better run. Our guest today is Ron from my work. That's right. I'm Ron from his work. Uh, Ron is here because he asked to be here although he's not a listener of the podcast he nonetheless i'm not the listener of the podcast still down to one listener um nonetheless he wanted to be a guest host because i think he's scoping out his own little side gig that he wants to see how it's done by professionals (laughs) this is true i just i really wanted to get a good read on how it's done right also ron was in the army and we have an army comic yay yay ron yes welcome thank you uh how's work um, it's it's uh it's it's not like freeing, meaning like I am not free to just do whatever I want, so right, I have to right. work. Uh-huh, so that's uh-huh. kind of like. But I have a good time at it as good. much as possible. I try to keep a good attitude. Um, for what it's worth, you're well liked around the organization. <laughs> Um, is that common knowledge? It is kind of common. It is common knowledge. I even know that. Yeah. He, I don't have it's, to be told, but thank you. He's well-liked because he knows how everything works and nobody else does. And oh, I'm free to share it. how it works yeah. if you'll listen and right. sometimes even if you don't. Right, right, right. Um, 
What did you do in the Army? Well, I was in communications. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, uh, probably around uh, my junior year, I decided I needed to do something that had some discipline. It paid me money instead of going into debt like right out of high school um, I, and giving me some kind of skill that I could actually use when I got out of the, the military. Um, surprisingly, I was confident then, too. Um, and when I went into the recruiter's office, meaning I went to the Air Force recruiter mm. Right. You did mention Army, and then yeah. that recruiter was on the way to lunch. So, <laughs> and so the Army recruiter saw me and said, hey, I'm not going anywhere. Would you like to talk to me? And I'm like, uh, why not? And huh. so uh, we... Wow, really? I mean, that's, that's that simple? It's really like, oh, how that worked. Thank um, you. I'm sorry. I got to yeah. go to lunch. Right, yeah. right, right. No, he went... To, but see, that kind of told me something. Like, lunch was important to the Air Force. Right. Hmm? And it's not the, that's not where the importance of life balance and, and all things Air Force-wise. Because I worked alongside the Air Force as an Army person, mm-hmm. and um, it, it, there was a lot of contrast. A lot of contrast, but that's later in, in my, my career. But the, I, I the, mean, lunch is important. Right, right. So is getting off at 2 o'clock in the afternoon while you're stationed in Italy because that's their summer hours. Uh-huh. Wow. While the Army just you know went to work and... Put in the full so day. you were in communications. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I got a, I got a, I basically went in with the the um, intention of like I needed to have something that was technical that I could use on the outside. But mm-hmm. if I had been deployed to a like I don't know like a field unit, mm-hmm. I would be inside. See, um, what doesn't convey to the listener is that I, I'm 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 very pale skinned and I have. <laughs> red hair, yes. um, which makes me adverse to direct sunlight for long periods of time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, also, if I'm out in the heat, I just perspire in a way that's just not right. Uh, you need to lean into the mic more. Okay. How's that? That's better. Okay. And now they're very close. Yes. For the listener. Um, <laughs> well, now that's too loud. Oh, for God's sake. Uh, so communications. Mm-hmm. So was that like, uh, was that like equipment or it or well, it was it was more like the communication lines um so when when i first got in i didn't know what i was getting into right um but what they told me is i i would be in a a communications van and basically you got big big cables that connect right. up to the van and then that points to it uh you know like a uh a line of sight kind okay. of um, dish, and then it points back to some physical building, and that's what I thought I was going to be doing. Now, did uh, you hold a giant walkie-talkie? Oh, like no, those, no, we're no, the no. same age, so right. did you have like one of those big, what would become the mobile phone um, of Wall Street? <laughs> like, did you have one of those that you would talk into? No, no, no. no, 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 no. Like the kind, like in a satchel, mm. being carried around the battlefield. Yes, right, did you have a right. satchel? No, I never, I never was tactical like that. No, did no. you see any but action in I, Italy? I, I, all I saw was what was coming across the, um, the, the actual message traffic, which we can't talk about because I, I did have a TS clearance. Okay. So that means top secret. That listener. means top secret. Yes. Um, so, uh, we supported Desert Storm, Desert Shield, um, from the communications perspective. Right. So all of the, all of the communications coming from, uh, you know, the Pentagon and such were going through theater, um, meaning to our location, then on to, um, the warfighter. So, oh. and then back and forth. Kind of interesting. It's kind of interesting being in the middle of all of that. Theater, so like the USO. Yeah. Performing. <laughs> oh, we had plenty of performers in yeah. my unit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Where did absolutely. you grow up? Um, Indiana. Oh, Indiana. Yeah, Elkhart, Indiana. Oh, Northern wow. Indiana. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, a Notre Dame fan. Love him or hate him. I mean, I grew up in their, you know, their backyard, so I watched right, him. Right, right, right. Is that basketball? 
Mm, uh, I watched a lot of their. They do play. They do. Yeah, <laughs> football is my my jam though. Yeah. <laughs> so what we do here is we read a comic from between February 1966 and August 1967. So what is the first month again, Bob? February. 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 We read through the comic and comment as we see fit. Yes. And. Please, I'm going to ask you to squeak your antique chair as often as possible. And also... Oh, that was on cue that time. Cool. Right. Hopefully encourage the dogs to uh, walk across the tile floor at their long nails or shake their collars. Or maybe bark at somebody ringing the doorbell. Right. Yeah, or, yeah. Bark, or bark at people going by. That's right, what right, right. will do. He's perched in the other room. That's oh, beautiful. Yeah. So, okay, so a couple technical terms. This is, of course, the cover you know, mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but then yes. this is called the splash page. Very you know nice. That? I had no idea. I learned that. Yeah. This is the first page inside the cover that tells you basically this is what the story is about. It gives you a couple highlights. The story doesn't actually start here. Right. But it did for me because that's where I started reading. <laughs> well, yes. Right. Yes. Listen to you, Mr. Expert. I love that. It's the only thing I've learned from this podcast. Um, <laughs> Ron, did you grow up reading comics? I didn't. That's fine. I know. You have other interests. Yeah. Uh, well, then I need to catch you up on one thing. Talk to me. Nick Hunter, mm. titular hero of our fighting forces, number 100, mm. saved the life of his twin brother, Phil. No, Phil's the titular hero, sorry. Nick is the twin who's right. missing. Nick saved the life of his twin brother, Phil, several times over the years, risking injury to himself in the process. When Nick's plane is shot down deep behind enemy lines in Vietnam, Captain Mm. Phil Hunter vows to find him. After saving the life of a Vietnamese girl, Lu Lin, she guides him into Viet Cong territory. Captain Hunter encounters enemy soldiers on the way and stops an ambush. He then helps rescue several soldiers who are trying to make it back to their own base. However, his brother is not among them. Undeterred, Phil vows to continue trying to find his brother, Nick, and that's where we join the action in this issue. That's right. Didn't we... Uh, we came to this last year, I think it was, and mm-hmm. there was a... There weren't there some guys on a raft in the river? Yes. Okay, yes, okay. Yep. All right. Uh, so, Lu Lin, he believes she is a Vietnam, Viet Cong spy that is leading him to an ambush. Right. Okay. Right, but, but, but the... Uh... The cool as ice nature of the way she's referred to, right? Cool yes, as Jade. <laughs> now, cool as cool Jade. Cool as Jade. Yes. Cool as Jade. Now, listener, we're going to have several unfortunate instances of the use of the word Oriental. Uh, also, which would be forgivable if it wasn't also immediately followed by Cupid doll. Yes, right. as in Oriental Cupid doll. Yes, right. So we find we're we're all bothered by these terms but uh um and that and only if only he'd stop there but he doesn't actually he throws in a couple other ones uh written by robert kaniger ron who is a longtime writer and editor of these war comics Mm. for dc comics Mm. um it does set the stage for tension though within the reader and the 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 modern day reader and in the story itself so uh, divorcing yourself of the modern day you know overtones right you can see where as a young person reading this comic when it first came out you could be Mm -hmm. like wow right on the edge of your seat with that action yeah 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 i I have to um well we'll get into it but i um here pretty soon but uh, yes 
So I made uh, an observation here. <laughs> on the splash page, we read that the Viet Congs isn't Viet Cong already plural? I thought Viet Cong was plural. So did I. Yeah, uh, but that's okay. But Robert Kaniger seems to disagree because the Viet Congs had cornered Lu Lin and me a few hours after we advanced into their territory. We see Lu Lin rushing into a cave, while Captain Hunter punches out the aforementioned Viet Congs because he's a badass. Well, like, yeah, yeah. It's clearly like yeah. like from the first frame. But you know what's interesting? He mm. wasn't always. It was his twin really? brother that was the badass and always mm. was rescuing Phil. Mm. Uh, so where this comes from, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and he's a civilian, isn't he? Now he is. Now he is. Yeah, because yeah. he. Yeah. I found um, it very curious that a civilian got it, made his way to Vietnam. I believe during wartime. I believe he was in. Uniform yeah. and then yeah. got in country and then resigned because they oh. wouldn't let him go look for his brother. Right. Oh. oh, that makes a little bit more sense to me. Being the non-comic book reader, sorry. Right. Uh, I mean, it makes perfect sense to me. Sure. So uh, <laughs> let's move on to page one because we see that they are now trapped inside the cave with the grinning Viet Congs mm-hmm. outside mm-hmm. who are going to start lobbing grenades into the cave. Do you know what I noticed about the art right away? The toothy grins. Yeah. Yeah, so this is a holdover from the mm-hmm. 1940s where all Asian characters, especially in World War II, the Japanese were always drawn with exaggerated yeah. toothy grins and yeah. bottle bottom glasses. Yeah. 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 Mm. So kind of interesting that they're lobbing these grenades into the cave. Right. Yes. And he's batting them back like a cat with a, with a mouse. Yeah, he just catches the grenades, throws them back, kicks them. Kicks them. He's, he's badass. Right. Yeah. Now, he cannot reach them. I mean, they're, they can get out of the way of the grenades. But yes. he's a little more cornered, he and Lu Lin. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know what I if found If it wasn't for her, he would have been able to take him, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Lu Lin repeatedly says that they being trapped is the will of the gods. The gods. Right. Yeah, the gods. Which I found uh, unusual because I would have assumed Vietnam had a religion of, well, like Catholicism based upon their colonial background. No, Buddhism. Well, that's what I, that was my second guess. Okay. But I found something completely different when I searched Wikipedia, all of which Uh. I'll tell you about right now. moment featuring Vietnamese folk religion. Vietnamese folk religion is the ethnic religion of the Vietnamese people. About 45.3% of the population in Vietnam are associated with this religion, making it dominant in Vietnam. Vietnamese folk religion is not an organized religious system, but a set of local worship traditions devoted to the Shen, a term which can be translated as spirits, gods, or, with the more exhaustive locution, generative powers. These gods can be nature deities or national, community, or kinship tutelary deities, or ancestral gods and the ancestral gods of a specific family. Ancestral gods are often deified heroic persons. Vietnamese mythology preserves narratives telling of the actions of many of the cosmic gods and cultural heroes. The Vietnamese indigenous religion 
religion is sometimes identified as Confucianism, since it carries values that were emphasized by Confucius. Da Mi is a distinct form of the Vietnamese folk religion, giving prominence to some mother goddesses into its pantheon. The government of Vietnam also categorizes Ka Dai as a form of Vietnamese indigenous religion, since it brings together the worship of the Shen with Buddhism, Confucianism, and Taoism, as well as elements of Catholicism, Spiritism, and Theosophy. This has been your Wikipedia Moment. So, uh, he continues lobbing these grenades back out of the cave. Uh, the Viet Congs are easily dodging the grenades. He kicks, he throws. Lots of panels of grenade uh, yeah. uh, mm. repelling. Or, or, Repelling. Repel- repelling? Re- no, what's the difference between repel- repelling grades and repelling? In, it's it's, definitely, right. the, it's definitely, definitely the inflection. I'm, I'm assuming. <laughs> right? Like repelling down a road. But that's with an A, I think, right? I think, it, I think it is. Repelling and repelling. Yes. Anyway. Either way, he's knocking them away from himself. Yes. And the coolest jade, <laughs> Lulin. Right. Except for when he trips in mm-hmm. one doesn't go far enough yeah and explodes right in the mouth of the cave thus causing a cave-in mm. like so they, there's there's a huge cave-in and he's saying we're sealed and alive he's screaming and she's going only if the gods wish it you know what's, right. just, what's, what's up with the gods uh well did you not listen to my wikipedia moment a second ago i okay. told you all about it okay you'll rewind later and listen. Okay. Okay. um <laughs> so <laughs> he frantically scratches away at the rubble uh, she says, don't struggle. We can't flee from the destiny the gods have decreed for us. Man, if I'm thinking I'm trapped in a cave with a cool as jade woman, right? Mm-hmm. Who first might thing, be a Viet Cong spy. Who might be a... Right. Might be a spy. Who's telling me, don't struggle. Right. right. So I'm like, wouldn't she just lean into that moment and be like, okay. Maybe. <laughs> okay. No, maybe not. All no. Right. All right. Um, and then we do a flash. Well, so he's clawing away at the rocks, and he a rock hits him on the head, and he gets knocked unconscious. Is that where that happened? How that uh, happened? Yeah. Yes. Because when I was reading, I was like, well, "How do we get? We, we went way See back that, in that, the story." That frame right there with the big rock hitting his head. Oh, I, yeah. you know, I thought it was a cupcake. He mm. um, refers to Lulin's <laughs> eyes as cool green pools, although they are clearly not green; they're brown. Yeah. Um, clearly. Everything about my oriental cupid doll guide spelled cool. Her voice, her eyes, cool as green jade. Mm. So, yes, flashback to when she was leading him through the jungle. This happened in our last issue, Ron. Nice. She's leading him through the jungle, turning her back to him. And I'm just showing you a big I picture love of the this cool on his phone. Jade. This is I so know, neat. We, um, you, you get, you know, no, you but know. I'm saying her eyes have not been green up to this point. Right. This is well, the... this is all in his mind's eye. His mind. His okay. mind's eye. Oh. Sorry, I got to pick up the dog. She won't leave me alone. Okay. I um, love how the machine gun's right in the pupil, though. I know. I digress. <laughs> it's like, wow, that's awesome. He's following her in her pupil, and then his gun is pointed right at her, but it's in the middle of. The he pupil. spent a lot of these uh, so of the time just pointing his yes. gun at her back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What um, are we talking about again? Anyway, go ahead. I digress. She's leading him through the jungle. Mm-hmm. Um, cool as jade. 
She's dangling the carrot of promising to lead him to his brother, who she believes is being held prisoner in her nearby village. Right. She's just going home. She's going home. Well, she's she going home. your folks. Right, right. She's just yeah, going she's home to visit her tea. family. Yeah. Okay. Do you think they could, that the listener will be able to hear her snoring? Snoring, probably. probably. I better put her down. Yeah. It's the dog. That would be the best. Um, the listener. Yeah. Okay. So I also like this detail. Like any other identical twin, I was tuned in on my brother Nick. Mm. Are okay, you, is that a thing? Do you have any twin friends? Uh, I don't have any twin friends. I mean, do they are they all psychically bound? I, I've heard that. Well, but it used to be a thing like on In Search of they would have featuring twins, but it was do you not how the, the theme song to In Search of goes. Because I do. Do 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 do. Basically, that's how I like that. do I feel like I need to go in there like a monster. Yeah, exactly. I got it. I did. But that it was always presented as the exception, not the rule. That twins had psychic linkage. Okay, so I grew up with some friends, Jonathan and Justin. Yes. And they had an older brother named Jason. <laughs> <laughs> All the Jason. Uh, Jonathan and Justin were identical twins. Uh-huh. And we just used to get into such terrible trouble together. <laughs> um, and one story I'll share is we all had rifles, of course. Because uh, we were we lived in the country. Right. And we had, so we took our BB guns. Mm-hmm. And we were in Florida. So we took 22 single shot bullets and wedged them into palm fronds. Like in palm fronds, wedged the bullets into palm fronds and then took turns shooting the backs of the bullets with our BB guns. I love the danger in this moment. <laughs> we stopped when one of the twins, I'm not sure which one, got the lower section of his ear shot off right. from one of our bullets. Right. I was in the and army. We, I know how that shot off <laughs> yeah. moment works. And we yeah, all yeah, had yeah. the sense to go, okay, that could have gone in his head. We better stop. Right. Yeah. So here's the wow. question. Did the other twin double over in pain when the twin's ear was shot off? But he grabbed the wrong ear, so I knew he was just faking. Oh, okay, okay. Hey, remember when Annette Funicello was on Fantasy Island and she was a ventriloquist and her dummy came to life? And then the, <laughs> did you ever watch Fantasy Island? I did. The plane, the plane, of course. Um, and then the dummy realized that Annette Funicello could feel all the pain. Yes. So the dummy was like kicking tables and things to make Annette Funicello. Yes. That was something. That was I learned very similar but different all in the same. Well, yes. Well, agree to disagree. It's exactly the same. <laughs> um, the point is that Phil can practically see his brother being interrogated. Mm, practically. I learned today that um Dog got it, what's her name? She she was she was saying poor wandering one. Um, starts with an R. Raw, um, Linda Ronstadt. Linda Ronstadt. Linda Ronstadt has Parkinson's disease. Oh, yeah. sure, that's old news. I didn't know that. Did you know that? I had no idea. No, I stopped following her on Instagram like months ago. <laughs> 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 Those who know me, if you're the listener that knows me, you know that I don't do anything social at oh, this point. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, I mean, it's a level of funny. Yeah, but you you get all the jokes. So mm, that's it's half funny. the battle. It, yeah, like okay, GI so- Joe. We're into the psychic uh, connection oh, between yeah, psychic. Nick right. and his brother. Back so we, as part of the flashback, we get basically the whole backstory of um, how they went 
how they, well, how they, Nick was shot down. He's yes. being interrogated. Lou Lin is leading Phil through the jungle to find Nick, who's in a village somewhere. Yeah. But Nick doesn't look like his brother. They don't look like twins. They, well, Nick's I mean, eyes are higher. Maybe it was because he's under more stress. And also, Phil's wearing his green beret, so you can't see his hair. It's really the forehead that makes a difference. Okay, so I took a figure drawing class. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is something I've never said publicly before. Uh-huh. Um, and the eyes are supposed to be exactly halfway down the head. Okay. And these, and Nick's aren't. Okay. Right, they're like in the top 25%. Top, yeah. yeah, it's, I'd say the top 30-ish. 30-ish, yeah. yeah. They're, and, and so anything that is beyond that, like anything that is that, that strays, we don't see, we don't actually perceive that the eyes are exactly halfway across the head because mm-hmm. of the hairline and such. Um, we, we can see it in people who've, who are bald because we can sort of perceive that. Right. But generally we don't. So this is drawn in such a way that you, he looks different. Well, he's been tortured. His face is swollen. Oh well, there's that. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, I mean, that's that's uh, that's fair. That's right. fair. Um, or the artist is terrible, but I'm sure that's not the case. Well, well this like is that. drawn by Jack Abel, who uh, I normally enjoy his artwork in science fiction stories that I've <sighs> read of his. The previous story in this series was written by or was drawn by Irv Novik, who was a longtime uh, artist on Batman in the oh, '70s when I was growing up. Yes. Uh, Do you know I have a friend who was an, an interrogator in Vietnam? No. Yes. And so did he interrogate uh, Nick Hunter? Uh, no, because he no, was a he good was guy. interrogating the Vietnamese. Okay. Right. Yeah. Did he speak Vietnamese? Uh, yes. Uh, does he know anything about Vietnamese religion? I don't know. I should ask him sometime. You should. And if you can in- interview him and then back up in time and insert it into this episode, that would be great. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> so uh, that was a flashback within a flashback because we had to see Nick being captured. And mm-hmm. now we're back to the flash, the regular flashback where he's following Lulin through the jungle. Mm. Also an over-reliance on quotation marks. Yeah, saw. Yeah. Quotation marks, anytime he's calling her something insulting, like Chop Suey Pied Piper. Wow. There, where did you see that? Well, uh, here on this page right here. This That's panel. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I saw that. I thought, oh, he's gotten tired of calling her his Oriental Koopy doll. He's right. calling her his Chop Suey Pied Piper. Mm. Uh, anytime he's referencing psychic phenomena of him experiencing his brother's interrogation, that's in quotation marks, like mm, heard I, and I, saw. Now, when he, no, we would read this as I heard and saw the interrogation as right. only an identical twin came. But do you think he meant it to be like, I, I heard and I saw. <laughs> um, also, anytime he uses any kind of military slang, he mm. puts that in quotation marks. Charlie. So that, so that we'll know it's a cool military slang term. Do they still use Charlie? Mm, I never used Charlie in a in a sentence except for Charlie Brown references. So no. Okay, but you would use him for if you were using uh, military. Yeah, like Charlie Fox, Charlie, Alpha Charlie. Bravo, Charlie. Uh-huh. Right, right. Yes. When yes. I worked at um, at another university, we all called each other by our initials with the. Mm-hmm. What are those words called? Those those is, is it called like the military? Alphabet. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, like I was Romeo mm-hmm. Whiskey Tango, mm-hmm. um, and then somebody else was Sierra Whiskey, and yeah, Romeo Lima Sierra. 
me. Yeah. We would just like yeah. you know call each other that, or when we gossiped, we would use the we would use the, the terms. Mm, yeah. Fun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow it made it seem like it was less hurtful. Uh, he's got no choice. <laughs> he's got no choice but to follow Lulin. Mm. Uh, off they go into the jungle. End of part one. Part two continues on the fourth page, following with a shattering conclusion. Bum, bum, bum. Shattering. Part two. Blazing. We're doing a flashback. Yes, and we're going to have another one, I believe. Oof. Part two. Flashbacks continue. Suddenly, in a clearing, they come upon some Viet Congs. Mm. shooting at a helicopter that's evacuating some wounded Marines. Wow. Uh, I should. I, I probably should it. have put all this out there the first, first... My stepdad worked in the Air Force in Vietnam. Jesus, where is this coming from I, now? It's just all sort of... It's I just flooding I in. I was taking a nap before you got here. <laughs> right. I, the coffee's right. finally coming, perfect. You know, coming into my brain. Yes. Okay, How go long have on. you guys known each other it's to the, have the speed the first time? 27 years. Yeah, my stepfather. This? Yeah, he, nice. he was in the Air Force, and, and, and he served during Vietnam. Um, and uh, and um, unfortunately, I mean, this is kind of bringing things down. Let's just say he worked in transport. Oh. Did he ever evac some uh, soldiers using a quote-unquote copter? Uh, that's a military slang term you probably mm, haven't heard before. Copter. He Copter. did not. He did. He did transport soldiers. Okay. Mm. In a copter. In a in a flying um, in a flying device dev- called an aeroplane. An aeroplane. Mm. And usually they were uh, they were deceased. Oh, oh that's that's brought the room down a little bit. Well, we are talking about Vietnam. To this be is fair. true. This is true. You know, All right? It's. It is literally too soon to make jokes about it. Yes. Um, so the Viet Congs, a.k.a. quote-unquote Charlies. A Charlie. A Charlie. <laughs> are picking off the wounded soldiers like apples off a tree. Yeah. Mm. Now, I appreciate how the writer has gone out of his way to prevent Lieutenant Hunter from using his gun at any time. Really? I hadn't even... That had not even yeah. occurred to me. This is the first All time. All of his combat is hand to hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or or did you foot, know that? Or, did or you foot to that? grenade. Yeah. Or foot uh, to grenade. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, he doesn't want to open up and shoot the Charlies because they might just then go crazy. Okay. F- can I, can we pause here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does this have anything to do with the Comics Code Authority and censorship? That's what I was thinking because you generally would not have a good guy directly killing. Mm. An enemy, they might die as a result of something a, a result, blowing up. A secondary result right. of something blowing up, right, right, right. But it would be the villain's own fault if they died. It would not be the good guy. Like it wouldn't be a bullet or bullets that came from the gun. Right, right, the good right. Guy that would kill the bad guy. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Um, although we'll come back to that later. <laughs> so he rushes into the thick of battle with his rifle, but using his rifle as a battering ram rather than its intended purpose. Is there a, is there a military term for what he's doing other than combat? Well, hand to hand combat. Hand to hand combat. Yeah, we had a uh, pugil training back in the uh, in, in basic training. It was a uh, it was a uh, I was very very thin back then. I mean, thinner than <laughs> You're still I am right thin. now. Right. I know, but thank you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, well, I was 6'2", been 6'2", for a while, uh, but I only weighed like 135 back then. So when How did they let you in? I know. I mean, by the time I was out, I think I had reached uh, 150, and I mean, like, oh yeah, lean muscle mass. That's why. That's how I would classify that. Um, but yeah, yeah, we went into pugil training, and you know, they're like, okay, so they match you up to somebody who's as you know similarly built, <laughs> uh, and I, I uh, ended up. Uh, you know, facing, um, this, 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 this guy. And he, um, he just had more tensile strength than I did and pushed me around a bit. I didn't feel very, um, motivated to do any hand to hand combat at that moment. I'm like, <laughs> right. and trained is not how I would have described my feeling, um, leaving that moment. But I, it, mean, I don't think I've been 130 pounds since I was 12, maybe. So yeah. I just can imagine, <laughs> I could imagine that maybe somebody would have picked me up in that and basically just broken me over their leg yeah. in half. It got to the point where we were just kind of like, um, like the, the pugil sticks, you're familiar with those. They, they got like uh, big stuffy things on each end like that are like punching bags. Yeah. Or, you know, like, yeah. So we're like, like, like cotton balls. Yes. Right. Leather wrapped. I've, I've seen American Gladiator. Yeah. Right, right, uh-huh. right. I'm familiar. Right. So we get to the point where we're, they just basically stopped us at a certain point because we were both exhausted from like just like not really getting very far. Yeah. Um, it was... Uh, it was, it was not a prouder moment. So regarding this uh, quote-unquote training, mm, training with a similar-sized combatant, had you been in theater... Oh, yes. <laughs> do they train you to just identify the most similarly-sized person on the field and head right for that person? I'm sure that's what um, they meant by the training, but no, that's not <laughs> what that is. It's like whoever's in front of you. Well, it seems like they would alter the training a little bit right, like i mean me, i'm not a military tactician. put me in there with the biggest guy and yeah. see how i deal yeah. yeah right right i'm pretty sure i would have lost no because it's not your strength is it no it's your uh what do they call that physics mm. that you just you know you can flip a big guy right 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 well they would use their own trained us to them. do that uh-huh. first but they didn't so they just put us in this moment are you sure you're not just relying on your extensive knowledge of comics and television to have reached that conclusion i mean probably but i've seen those uh jujitsu classes for ladies where they teach them how to use the attacker's strength against him i i watched charlie's angels too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i love charlie's angels hey remember um when they were in the beauty pageant the chrysanthemum (laughs) festival pageant uh Hi there, hello, it's We're Todd that you could show for the Chrysanthemum Festival pageant. Cheryl Ladd was the undercover contestant, and she was on a wooden bridge that collapsed. They were in the south, she and she wrestled, she wrestled an, alligator. an alligator. Nice. That was her hidden talent. Yes. <laughs> it's beautiful. She won, I think, right? I don't recall that. Did we, I was... warn, you, did we warn you that there are lots of little straight paths that we go down in, in this Yeah, podcast? and it's fine with it's it's perfectly fine yeah. with me because I'm amused yeah. and, okay. and, and entertained in a way that I didn't know I was gonna be. So thank no. you. Thank you. you might have gained another listener. Wow. Just by this exchange. I'm having a fabulous time. Thank you. Yeah, they didn't really train us well. Like they just put us in the circle, and those who could showed that they could. That was what I learned out of that. Like I didn't. So what I'm getting is, if we do go to war, mm-hmm. that it's we should panic. No, there's a reliance on technology. So as long as there's not an EMP kind of moment, we'll be fine. Oh, okay. okay but y- but if there is, then you we're know not. there will be. Right? Yeah, right. Okay, exactly. That's why I said it. Uh huh. So he. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh. Beats down, <laughs> beats down a couple of VCs, 
And uh, then he is eventually knocked out, is lying on his face mm-hmm. in the mud where he's about to get stomped to death. By a Charlie. Mm. And then he uses the physics of combat. Yes, then he uses the via Kunk strength against him and I grabs was just him say, by like, the ankle. But I was saying, is there any kind of like proportion to the size of his hand? Do you see the size of his hand to yeah. that? Yeah. His hand ankle? Is like, it's huge. huge. Literally the hugest hand I've ever seen. You know comic. what they say. Well, do they? Huge uh, hand <laughs> thrown via Kunk. Or was it the Bigfoot thing you were trying to... Uh, anyway, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, he... <laughs> <laughs> There is one Viet Cong who has grabbed onto the tether of the copter who's going to climb up the rope, right? Now, is it true that, that there would be, because of the rapid movement of air, that there would be static electricity coursing down that rope? Wow, that's a that's a good physics question. I mean, I guess it depends on what the rope is made of. Yes, if it was natural fiber and it wasn't wet, it would probably be fine. Oh, also, you know what I learned this week? What? You can't put stoneware in the microwave. Did you know that? I had no idea. Same. I've never done it, though. What happened? Well, I'm, I've I'm... done it a million times, but what happens is that it explodes. Wow. Right. So you don't have any stoneware, and do you have a microwave? No, we, we can... do have stoneware. We do have stoneware, and we a, use it in the microwave all feel, the time. I feel but... like we need to like pause this and then go down and do an experiment, because <laughs> that would be cool. And then you could record it. So, uh, because the glaze in stoneware... Yeah, Bob just looked at me like I'm crazy. Right? <laughs> oh, no, I'm willing. We're, okay. Yeah. The but, glaze yeah. in stoneware has yeah. metals in it. Right? Oh, that makes the sense. the metals make, this heat, make the heating of the stoneware uneven oh. and can create cracks. Like, I came home one evening and there is a one of our stoneware plates just in shards on the countertop. I said, what happened here? And he said... Apparently, according to Google, you're not supposed to put stoneware in the microwave. And also, the thing that I was cooking on the stoneware was still frozen. So the <clears> stoneware had absorbed all, all the microwaves. The yeah. Oh, crazy. my God. I know. That's, that's insanity. That's they way don't different tell than you putting, that in home ec, do they? It's way different than just leaving the spoon in, in the bowl. Like, right. right? Way different. Yes. Yeah. Way different. And how many times have you taken uh, your stoneware bowl and put soup in it and thrown it in the microwave? One million don't... times at least. Yeah. Boy, are we so lucky. I'll say. Wow. If that had been soup I was cooking, that would have been a mess that you would have had to clean up when you came home. (laughs) (laughs) So kind. So the last of Yad Kong is climbing up the rope to the copter. Which I found odd. Like, why would you... mm, Yeah. You have a gun. You're really dedicated to your mission. And it doesn't seem like the Viet Cong were, like, limited... To shooting at the copter, obviously. Yes, they were shooting at... So why wouldn't you just shoot at the pilot instead of doing what I think would be even more impossible, climbing up to the helicopter? Or well, yeah, I mean, that's only going to end badly, right? Right. I mean, you're going to go up the rope and shoot whoever is, is, is uh, piloting the copter. He's going to die. Right, yeah. clearly. Well, how else is he going to get Captain Hunter to tightly embrace him around the crotch Hmm. other than climbing up the helicopter. That's a really good question. Right? Yeah. It was the big foot, wasn't it? It was the big foot. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, Captain Hunter tightly embraces him around the crotch so that they can both climb up to the copter. This just in. Yes. And they exchange glances back and forth. In a daring... (laughs) (laughs) A daring demonstration of comic book physics, they start punching each other while also still holding onto the rope, dangling from a helicopter. I like them physics. Mm. Me too. Also, they're being shot at by all the rest of the Viet Cong. Right, like you would shoot at your own guy. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, they're ruthless. You know how no those Viet Congs are. They're not toothless, that's for sure, because of the <laughs> no. art. Because they all have buck teeth. They all have big, prominent front teeth. Yes. So, let's see. The copter pilot. And what I, you know, what I think is interesting is that um, the pilot and Captain Hunter. Yes. Are exchanging dialogue. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? In the I've, presence of a helicopter. Right. I've never been on a helicopter, but I've watched a lot of 70s TV shows. Yeah. Mm. All of my knowledge of helicopters comes from television uh-huh. in the 70s. They're loud. Have you ever been next to a helicopter? No. I, well, I, not next to, I mean, near-ish. I've seen them, I've been nearish. They're very like, loud. They're very loud, even, like, okay, so that's where we're getting to the next scene, right? Where even the, idling on like, the ground. Right, exactly, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So there's there's this next um, sequence where the pilot is talking mm-hmm. yes. to, to him. Captain Hunter, Who yeah. is like, what, 30 feet below him on Dangling. the Dangling. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Underneath all that noise. I call bullshit on it. Mm. Do you know what kind of mm. uh, aerobic training it takes to be able to hold onto a rope and punch a guy and talk? He's uh, not even I exceptional. I have tennis elbow from running with Butler and pulling hard <laughs> on, his, on his harness when he chased after a deer or a squirrel. Uh-huh. I don't remember what it was, but but no, I, I, I don't know what that's like. Okay. I can only imagine. Well, um... I'm very practiced in aerobic fitness, so... Mm. I don't even think I can do more than one pull-up now. I could never do one pull-up. Did you to have do... to... Ron, mm. did you have to do the President's Physical Fitness Challenge in elementary school? No, I, I was oh, thankfully... You had to do a physical fitness challenge, challenge in the Army. Well, they, yeah, they call well, it a PT you, test, and yeah. Yeah, that's push-ups, sit-ups, and running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I did okay. I, I was an exceptional... I, because huh. I was, I'm, you know, six two and one hundred and thirty five. Right? Yeah, how can you be you, exceptional like, at that weight? The wind would would at least knock three or four minutes off your time. In that right, right, right. Like exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like back. It's at your back. Well, I'm buffering it. You know, <laughs> like well, to the side. It's like, well, I'm I'm hoping to draft somebody at that point. <laughs> like somebody, please run in front of me. <laughs> uh, Captain Hunter commands the pilot to take off as fast as possible. Not worry about him. Oh yeah, so, so Captain Hunter gets onto the helicopter. Well, not yet. Oh, I, I thought he you were still on. is commanding the all right pilot to and take hugging off the Viet and Cong hugging and that, the Viet Cong. And, and yeah, you can see that. He finally punches the Charlie. Mm. This is what I was talking about coming back to later. He, this Viet Cong character does die as a direct result of being punched off the rope by Captain Hunter. Yeah, presumably, presumably, you don't actually see him die. Um, he gets yanked up to the copter uh, and commands the pilot to drop him back in the jungle. Which I guess he can do because he's a civilian now. He doesn't have to follow any protocols at all. Right. Right. Um, As he tells the pilot. Right. 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 Lowered back to the jungle where he takes time to bury the fallen comrades who were picked off of the copter by... So, let's talk about this for a second. Okay. Let's, let's just do like a little a little map, if you will, here on yep. the table. Okay? Mm-hmm. So this is where uh, he came out of the woods, and yeah. all the Viet Cong were fighting up at the helicopter. Yeah. He Then he runs over here. He, he knocks out a few of the Charlies. Yeah. Right? Runs over here, gets onto the, to the rope, climbs up to the helicopter. Yeah. Maybe the helicopter's over here on yep. topography. Uh-huh. Right? Shock, uh, knocks the guy off the rope, gets in and says, take me back to where I was. Yeah. They turn around and go right back here, and he drops him off over here 
to bury the soldiers. Right. Right? Yeah. So wouldn't the ground Vietnamese hear the helicopter return? Well, maybe it's a very advanced copter because they were able to converse at a normal tone of voice over the sound of it. So maybe like it's a, a silent. stealth. Yes. Okay, 80s television. Yes. Airwolf. Yes. Mm. Airwolf. Do you remember Airwolf? Yeah, I do. Yes. We, yes. Had, a, we had a captain that kind of looked like the... the um, Jan Michael Vincent? Yes. He did not mm-hmm. age well. He did not. No. Yeah. He looked like a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Agreed. So here we go. Uh, he buries his comrades, right? Yes, collects their dog tags so that their families will have closure and know that they were not captured by the Vietnam. Super honorable. Yeah. 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 It's probably my favorite part the hand on the shoulder, <laughs> <laughs> the collecting of the oh. dog tags for the, oh, right, <laughs> right, right, for right. the families. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about that because um, if he had been killed and he had those dog tags, all of their identities of the fallen soldiers right. would have been lost with, his, right, right, right. with him. Right. Yeah, and then I'm also immediately thought, John, uh, to thought that like, have you ever dug a hole, like any hole? <laughs> okay, so let's be more specific. Have you ever dug a hole big enough to hold a soldier's body? Let alone several. Yes, like separate. You have? Oh no, no, no! I'm saying yes, as in, as in, as in like yes, he's onto something. Like how many right. of them are there? At least three. At least well, three. Yeah. Right. So, have you ever done that? I mean, wouldn't that take some time? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And what is he digging with? His paws. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the butt of his rifle. Okay. He's not using it to shoot with. No. <laughs> clearly. Paws, clearly. He's got to be carrying something of a shovel. Like there, an right? e-tool or something. Yeah. Which you can see strapped to his body somewhere. Oh like a, while he's dangling from the helicopter. Do I'm just soldiers saying. carry sporks? Right. Because they're small enough. Like right. probably a Swiss Army knife would be enough. Or yeah. Not. yeah. Obviously. Would, wouldn't that take days? A long time. I mean, hours for sure. So and that's maybe, if you're really strong and buff like he was. Not that. Okay, I think he stick must with have used me. Paws. Maybe they were paws. just blown to bits, and all that remained was oh. their dog tags and there. bloody matter. And mm. so he just stuck the rifles and their helmets in the ground and <laughs> just left the bloody yeah. bit parts around. I don't think so. He wouldn't do that. That's not, well, not our captain. <laughs> mm. I'm just. I mean, if it was bits, you wouldn't have to dig very deep. Right, you just kind of disturb the dirt a little bit and, and just kick it over, it. like with your boot. <laughs> or maybe he is in the jungle. Maybe their bodies have already been dragged into the jungle by wild animals. No, I had a dream the other night that I was having dinner at the Buttigieg household, <laughs> the Buttigieg, which was only accessible by boat, and they lived on an island that backed up to a game preserve in Indiana, and mm. the game preserve had. Giraffes and wild cats. So it, was, it was an island in the middle of a, a lake. In Indiana. If it, if it was in Indiana. Uh-huh, right. Yeah. Okay. And um, they also had some kind of weird dwarf giraffe, which didn't have a long neck. It just had a fat round so body. So it was a dog. But it was a giraffe, <laughs> clearly, because it was colored like a giraffe. You mean like a, a rhinoceros? No, because rhinoceroses don't have so was this around, orange fur, do they? So was this around like Halloween time frame? Maybe it was a dog in a giraffe costume. No, it was current. It was a hippo just a two costume. nights ago. It was a current what time. Did, what did you smoke right before going um, to sleep? I don't smoke, but I might have had a couple of cocktails. Oh, okay, what, did made, you, what were you doing at the Buddha Judge household? They'd invited me for dinner. Oh. I was uh, 
I was on tour with a university wind ensemble, and I had to leave the wind ensemble because I had the special invitation to the Buddha judges. I think it was Chasen that had invited me, not Pete himself. Okay, um, that you know, actually makes he's sense an to educator me. as oh, well. Okay. So, so that's of course Pete Buddha Judge's husband, Chasen. I don't even know if that's how you pronounce his name. Okay, it might Chasen. be Chasten. Who knows? I have no idea. We should Google it. Chasen. <laughs> Anyway, it was a great time, and I really enjoyed seeing the dwarf giraffe and the wild cat, which busted through their screen. They had a screened-in back porch oh and the wild cat. God. And then I said, "What? why do you have all these animals? And they said, oh, it's our neighbor. He's crazy. <laughs> Separated by water. Yeah. The neighbor's animals made, made away. Was made in a development? Yeah, yeah, it was like a development. So there were Definitely. multiple houses out in this oh, okay, exclusive okay. community. Gotcha, gotcha. Do you remember that place in northern Florida or was it Georgia? It was where the dancers would go uh, on retreat and workshop new pieces. Yes, White Oak. White Oak. Uh-huh. And it was a game preserve. Was it? Yes. Do you remember they had like rhinoceros and, and all sorts of things there? <gasps> yes. Yes. I also remember in second grade, we went on a field trip in Ohio to a place where they had wild animals like that in the middle of Ohio. And it wasn't the zoo. It was just like, it was because our student teacher's father owned this place. Really? Yeah. Is that like the Wonderland of Ohio? Uh, What's that place called uh, outside of Zanesville? The Wilds. The Wilds. But that wasn't there then. No. The Wonderland? Did you, go to the, did you go to the place? Did you go to the Wilds? I mean, what it wasn't called the Wilds then? Because wasn't the Wilds... Formerly a private residence. Oh, I don't know. Was it? How do you know that? I don't know. I thought maybe you told me on one of our many trips to Ohio. No. Oh. Mm. Anyway, here comes Lou Lynn. <laughs> Again. Who finds him in the jungle. This girl, I want you to know, has a tight uh, red red dress on. Which would not stand out in the jungle at all. Not at all. No, no, no. Red pumps in a French manicure. Okay, Did you so see I, that? So I want to tell you. I saw that too. I want to tell you that this is when I saw the French manicure. Yeah. I stopped and I went, wait a second. What kind of shoes is she wearing? And I went all the way back to yeah. the start of the comic. Yeah. Pumps. She's wearing flats. Oh. She's wearing flats. But like not even flats that come over the back of the heel. Like extremely sensible flats. Like we're talking right at the very beginning of the thing. Wow. Right. That's great research. Here, look at that. Uh-huh. Look at that. They're over her heel. Barely. All right. Barely. Those are not not traipsing through the Vietnamese woods. Anyway, it's not a French manicure because that would have two different colors. This is just uh, a very nice professional manicure job. And what color is she wearing? Jungle red. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Three panels of him kissing her. Three panels of him kissing her without asking, I might add. Well, she did give him an intimate... Well... Did she? she No. She's not resisting. Although her mouth's open, like her, she goes, she's got her teeth and her mouth open. What's mm. that? Consent. Well, that's the way, you... obviously. <laughs> Consent. <laughs> Let's see how that would work. She's going. No means no. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, sir. May I have another? <laughs> so she's uh, trudging on. She says, "You can follow me or not. I don't care." Like they're kissing, and she kisses him, and then right. she turns. She goes, "Yeah, let's go." But look at the face. I mean, that's definitely that the face insane. of consent. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, um, and this is a rather strange drawing here. That's what I'm looking her, at. Yeah. Her right eye is significantly larger than her left. I know he's trying to show some. I get it. I get it. You know what that is? The stink eye. 
That's the stink <laughs> She's eye. She's giving him the stink that eye. That is so the stink Look eye. Look at that. Also, her neck is a different color than her face. Yeah. Much like a prominent political figure I could well, name. Oh. <laughs> it's President Trump. Drawing um, correlation. So uh, she says that there's a village near here which shelters American soldiers, and that's where she's headed. Are we still in the flashback? Mm, no. Uh, because yes, so. yes. This is, this is still flashback. Still flashback. Yes. Oh man. So uh, he says, "I'm going to follow her, even though it might be a trap." They come upon the village uh, where the Viet Cong leader has the populace held at gunpoint, warning them that only ten of them will be shot because they are giving shelter to wounded soldiers. But if it happens again, they're all going to be shot. So then I'm thinking, this guy must know both languages very well. Yes. Huh. Yeah. I thought of that. Yeah. Wait, does he? Because she's translating. She's wow. telling you what they're saying. There it is. There it is. Reading is fundamental, everybody. So, of course, Captain Hunter, how can I walk away from men, women, and children facing that butcher squad? But if I attack with my rifle... There it is again. They might be killed instantly. So Mm. I'm going to just uh, rush in as a decoy and draw their fire. Clever. Clever writing. this man. Very lucky. Yeah. Um, He breaks for a hill where Lulin has already arrived. She's fast. He told her not to... She's wearing sensible pumps. He told her not to engage, but she ignored him, and she's leading him into a cave, and now we are caught up. Now we're out of flashback. Doesn't it feel like we've been reading this for days? It really does. (laughs) Um, So we're back now. The uh, mouth of the cave has been caved in by errant grenade. Mm. Suddenly... Bum, bum, bum. As if willed by the gods. Or some twist of fate. Or, or a, an art, uh, a rock was knocked loose by the grenade. Mm-hmm. They feel a rush of cool wind. And there's a hole up a shaft leading out of the cave. Mm-hmm. Just the right size, I might add. Uh-huh. So She keeps her hat on the whole time. She the keeps her hat on the whole time. And look, she's shimmying. Up a vertical shaft with those shoes on and a mm. dress and her handbag still around her shoulder. Mm. She mm. could do anything. Literally. Just in the nick of time, they reach the top of the shaft and escape the cave just as the Viet Congs are shooting a flamethrower into the mouth of the cave to kill them. But it's... It, I, I mean, again, what are they just going to heat up the rock? Right. I right, because it's cave. Some people pay for that. Yeah. Maybe the cave is made of stoneware. <laughs> <laughs> they know something we don't know about the geology right. of the region. And sure. for the third time, Captain Hunter realizes he can't use his rifle because it may draw the attention of surrounding Very Charlies. And so he just jumps off the top of the cave and piles into the Viet Congs like a flying squirrel. I have to say I really enjoyed these three panels. The artwork of it. We really like panels when these soldiers just launch themselves into a group of enemies. Yeah. And anytime you you can use the the expression boff (laughs) and and thud and crack with a K. Crack with a K. With K's. Sorry. Um and they, I like the use of the hyphen as if that's not the entire mm. noise that's being made. Like, buff. Like it trails off. Thud. Yeah. Like it, right, 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 right. Crack. Yeah. Very creative. The fight was swift 
silent and deadly silent except for the Those... aforementioned sound of yeah <laughs> right and then on the next page but it does say deadly though he does end it with a psychic yes. punch a, yes so he keeps punching the air after all the Viet Congs are it sends out unconscious. like psionic shockwaves it looks like Aquaman's fish language <laughs> <Ray's>. <laughs> uh, but the cool touch of Green Jade mm. from Lou Lin oh, brings God. him back to his senses. My Oriental Cupid. And are. now all he has to worry about is the disembodied head of his brother <laughs> floating <laughs> in the sky. I'm hanging on. You know what? Uh, I'm coming for you, Nick. Nick's disembodied head looks a lot like my mother's uncle, Harv, <laughs> who she always said looked like a monkey. Harv? Yes. I never met him. No, but I'll show you a picture because okay. he does look like a monkey. But now that we see those panels side by side, yeah. you know, they, I, I mean, I, I kind of see the, the, I, the see I see a little bit like, identical. I mean, maybe, well, maybe they, they're fraternal twins. Okay. Right. Still with a psychic connection. Didn't mm-hmm. it say identical earlier? I was just like, I don't know. They probably, I think they're identical twins. And off they head into the jungle <laughs> to face a continuation of their adventure. And look, she's leading him on. Yeah. She's their arm. In, well, they're not quite arm in arm. It's almost like he's being pulled uh, by like he's, a, like he's, he's dazed. Being, well, but she's holding his, his arm in such a way that you would if you were a, a, a visually impaired and someone was leading you. This is true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe he is. Because all he can see is the floating head of his brother in the sky. Maybe he is visually impaired. We can watch for Captain Hunter's grim search for his identical twin. Oh, there it is. Identical twin in the savage war raging without quarter in succeeding issues of our fighting forces. Bob, how long do you think it would take us to get back to this again? Because it's been a while since we read the last issue. Yeah, it's probably... This was not a monthly publication, so it's probably going to be a good four or five months. Okay, all right. This is like a 10-year project. Right. Yeah. Right. So uh, if you tune in every week, I, I, you'll have the next 10 years taken care eventually, of. <laughs> eventually, we'll get to the story. Then we could, we're already two years into it. So Baited breath. Plenty Baited of... Uh, wow. <laughs> now, I do have some good news. What? We will see the end of this continuing story. Oh. oh. We will have a resolution. Oh. And then we will even continue on to the adventures of the Hunter twins' father what? in World War II, the big one. What? Mm-hmm. Wow. Lieutenant Hunter's Hellcats takes over this feature nice. spot. Wait a second. We've read something with the Hellcats before. No, we? not yet. You're thinking of the losers. Oh, okay. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> we read so many comics. I, they all blend together after the, a while, uh, they, especially the war comics. This is blended together for me. (laughs) (laughs) So I can see where that happens. So what do you think, Ron? I liked it. I liked it. Um, I'm I'm actually sad that it's going to take so long to get to the next episode. I mean, I could give you some spoilers if you play Uh, your cards right. If I play my cards right, I mean after the recording. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Um, (laughs) There's another story in this issue. We're not going to cover it, but it's... uh, it's a World beautifully War II. drawn by Jean Collin. It's a World War II story about uh, a German American who faces prejudice in the trenches. And I really did like the artwork in this, um, and the 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 use of vehicles. I did I did like the war vehicles. Yeah. The I don't know. I thought it was cool. In the second story, you're yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, don't you love the uniforms? The really cool, yeah. like the pilot unif- pilot uh, yeah. hats. I wonder mm-hmm. why they were fashioned that way. If there was a practical purpose for that. 
Maybe if Ron had been able to join the Air Force, he could have told us that. I know. But... It's all decided by a lunch, I suppose. Yep. 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 Yeah. Who, knew? Who knew? For want of a lunch, the horse was lame. Mm. What's that poem? <laughs> this is a quiz I just failed. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. Just like the pugil. No, it's like, for want of a nail, the horse was lame. For want of a horse, the king was killed something, blah, blah, blah. The listener is just I'm dying I'm going to Google it right, right now. now. That's right. Uh, uh, okay. I think those uniforms are made for, like, warmth. I think that's the big thing. Because when you're flying at altitude in, in, in that day and age, um, you know... The, they didn't the, have heaters on the plane. No, they had to be, they had to be, they had to be warm. The proverb has come down in many variations over the centuries. For want of a nail, the shoe was lost. For want of a shoe, the horse was lost. For want of a horse, the knight was lost. For want of a knight, the battle was lost. For want of a battle, the kingdom was lost. So a kingdom was lost all for want of a nail. Uh, There's an excellent comics limited series called The Nail in which... uh, Superman never arrives on Earth, or at least, no, he does arrive on Earth, but he crashes in Kansas on the farm of Amish people. And so he is raised in isolation, and he never Hmm. becomes Superboy and thus Superman. And so the world is then taken over by evil aliens because there's no Superman to rally the rest of the superheroes. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Maybe I'll have you read that in one of our modern day episodes. Oh, I'd like that. I think I've seen that. I think I've seen it because I do seem to recall seeing pictures of Superman as an Amishman. Yeah. Mm. Hmm? Right? Yeah, probably. Mm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Things I didn't even have any idea about. Um, It's been a learning experience today. It's been fun. Super fun. Happy to oblige. The other thing, you guys just break into song like that together, like on the cue that you guys know internally, like the twin thing. Yeah. I'm just saying. We're just like psychic twins. <laughs> we sing a lot. Yeah. We do. Well, it's our well, vocation, isn't it? It is. Yeah. yeah I mean, it is our vocation. Um, well, you already announced that you're not on social media, so I yeah, don't need I to know, promote I anything. Uh, you but you can it. find he's us. He's thinking about doing a podcast. Yes, he is thinking. And now, of course, I'll promote it. Of if it ever comes to pass, if it when it does, when, when it does, when it does, I'm you can, also looking at YouTube kind of stuff too. Here's the thing, you know. Okay, be, if you do a YouTube thing, uh-huh. yes. sorry, I cut you off. Do it. Cut, cut me off. <laughs> Please don't start every episode with this. Hey guys. Yeah, I don't like that I either. I hate that yeah, so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Now I was thinking about like something very real and transparent, and more for the legacy for my grandchildren to really know who I am as a person, kind of thing, um, and also just to help people out, but in a meaningful and fun way. So that's never been done. So I should, I'm sure to have success. Yeah, that would be something really unique on YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, maybe you could incorporate tarot cards too, mm. or challenges. Uh, challenges like what? Water drinking challenge, something like that. Ice yeah, I mean, probably something just like that, but not really. Cinnamon challenge, cinnamon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 tripping challenge. This is the new one. Like <laughs> what? What? Do you didn't hear about that? No. Okay, so there's this uh, TikTok thing where they, you know, the TikTok app. Yes, uh, yes. So there, yes. there's this challenge to catch people on TikTok um, as they're being tripped without them knowing it, and it's super dangerous and it's really awful. And it's like that next level bullying, um, on the web kind of thing. And that's just awful. I would never want and or promote no. anything like that. Anything like that. Yeah. It's, Why I are you heard, looking at me? Like I heard I it on the news. It was terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. 
people would do that and they would yeah. they would promote it on social media just for a little bit of attention. Now, I'd like to start a TikTok channel of me punching people that do that. Mm. Yeah, it would be great. Yeah. Like like the Viet Cong were in this last episode. Yes. Right. Right. Uh, Launching yourself. I think you'll building. find it's right. pronounced Viet Cong's. Okay. Plural. Plural. <laughs> um, you can find us at Go Go Tech Pod. Uh, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever it's called now, or wherever you get your podcasts from. And you can find us here every week. Ron. Hello. We're available even for you to listen. Thank you. You can listen at work. I can. Mm-hmm. I like to listen at work. Same. Only I usually listen to YouTube videos with tarot card readers in it. <laughs> Don't tell my boss. <laughs> uh, that's all for this week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.